How about those Winnipeg Jets, y'all? The Jets have defeated the Colorado Avalanche 5 to nothing in a massive shutout victory, essentially seizing first place in the Central Division by way of points percentage, obviously still trailing Dallas in the actual standings points because Dallas has a few extra games played. So at some point, you probably expect the Jets will have an opportunity to actually claim true first place. What a performance. What a night. Blake Wheeler hat trick, and so much more, which we'll get into on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I just said, the Jets routed the Colorado Avalanche 5 to nothing. The game was actually pretty even, all told. You know, obviously, the Avs slightly held the edge in expected goals and also outchanced the Jets by a pretty decent margin, enough to where the shot clock looked a lot worse than what the actual game was, right? So, uh, you might be wondering, well, if the game was even and the Avs were actually out shooting the Jets, how on earth did Winnipeg win 5 nothing? I think the central story that you'll take away from this game is that the Jets were clinical. In the moments that mattered on certain counters and rushes where the Jets created their most dangerous opportunity, opportunities, infrequent as they may be, they absolutely pieced apart the Colorado Avs defense and had some elegant passing sequences that opened up shooters for the Jets and in particular opened up Blake Wheeler. Wheeler had a hat trick tonight, which is awesome to see, you know, the former captain. It's been a bit of an up and down start to the season for him. While he does actually have an all right number of points, I think the biggest issue is that you can still tell um these top six deployments have been a little bit difficult for him to keep up with. Obviously, there's this, uh, you know, a phenomenal passer there. You can still see that in a lot of ways, Wheeler knows what he wants to do and how he wants to accomplish it. It's just getting his body to agree that's been a little bit of a challenge. Tonight, though, he was the beneficiary of some unbelievable passing from Mark Shifley and Cole Perfetti. They were basically teeing him up on a platter, and he poached three fabulous goals. Uh, one on the power play and two at even strength that were just glorious. Now, the first goal was a great one because it was just a top of the right faceoff circle wrister that absolutely just blew right through the Avs defense and seemingly caught the goaltender napping. I don't exactly know how that puck found its way through, but it was a low bullet and, uh, you know, the Jets found themselves with a nice early lead. And from there, Winnipeg's night just seemingly got better and better and better. You know, the, this Jets team, something about them this year feels a little bit different. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, just the addition of Bones to the coaching staff as well as the assistant staff changes. But I'm telling you, man, I, I thought that this team might have a shot at winning this game. 
You know, they just needed to be disciplined. Uh, they needed to be careful with the puck management. And puck management-wise, they didn't do so hot there, let's be honest. But on those counters where the Jets were able to really punish the Avs for not being um, as quick to track back or shut down those passing lanes, Winnipeg was just, I mean, perfect. I mean, that's all you can really say is the Jets were perfect on those counters, and they seriously made the Avs pay. Uh, we also saw some great goals from Josh Morrissey and Mark Shifley. Again, some fabulous passes. The Morrissey one was a nice slap shot that just beat uh, beat the goaltender pretty cleanly. Uh, the Shifley goal, a great tap in. Another beautiful passing sequence, this time with Connor and Wheeler. I mean, what can you even say about this game? It was just so much fun from start to finish. And I think for the Jets, there's an increasing level of confidence with this team that maybe they haven't had in previous years. I think when you look at the past couple of seasons under Maurice, right, this team didn't really believe in itself. I think that was reflected in guys just not really being plugged into the Jets uh, on the ice. You know, their body language was poor. In press conferences, there was a lot of blaming. There was kind of avoidance of answering questions. And so the Jets were sort of adrift. This year, you, you really get the sense that guys are trying to be accountable, trying to really answer the call. And so far, this team really feels like it's maybe destined for something a little bit more special. Now, you know, I, I want to hesitate to call this team a contender as is right now. But I think in a few weeks, maybe even a month or two, people are going to start realizing this Jets team is starting to coalesce into something really legit. Uh, I think the single biggest change so far that we've already seen on top of what Bones has already brought in through preseason and through the first few weeks is this inversion of Dubois and Shifley. Uh, the pairing of Perfetti with Shifley has been completely dynamite. I don't know that there's a single uh, pairing that has worked this well since uh, maybe for the Jets. I'm trying to find if there's like trying to think of anyone other than like Ehlers and Shifley. I mean, the way that Perfetti plays with Mark is next level. And what's great for Wheeler is that even if he's not the fastest player, he's not the, the best play driver, what he can do is be that really intelligent trailing skater, the guy who knows where to be for the scoring opportunities. And Perfetti can basically dish him an empty net goal. I mean, some of those feeds that he had tonight, basically behind the back passes across the slot, you know, while being masked by two defenders, it's just video game stuff. And I mean, even Wheeler was unbelievably impressed with what Perfetti was doing. That's how good those feeds were. So a phenomenal night from the first line. Um, obviously, a couple of other interesting things of note for this game. We'll dive into that and, and what it might mean for the Jets heading into the next few weeks as they are preparing for a very busy December. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of the sports betting info, stats, news, and, an and analysis you need this season. You can get the latest odds and trends for every sport out there, from amateur league stuff to professional sports. They've got basketball, football, soccer, esports, horse racing, automotive racing. Maybe you're really interested in the World Cup. They've got you covered there. Want to find the latest odds and lines on Winnipeg Jets hockey? They've got that too covered for you every day. And if you're looking for something that's not sports related, well, they've also got Vegas casino games in case you want to take a break from the intense sports action and fandom, because let's be honest, that stuff can be pretty heartbreaking. 
If you want something that's not betting at all, be sure to check out their wonderful selection of sports podcasts and news articles, giving you timely analysis so you'll always be connected and in the know on your favorite sports. If you're ready to get started, it really couldn't be easier. Go ahead and register for a free account right now at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Today, we are talking about Winnipeg versus Colorado, a massive victory. Um, and I think there are some things that I, I wanted to point out in addition to some top performances from you know the first line. But I also wanted to kind of walk through some general improvements that I think the Jets are, are starting to showcase and piece together on a more consistent basis. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to recommend that you make your second listen of the day, Locked on Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, Locked on Sports Today helps you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts to provide the insights that only Locked on can give you. Be sure to subscribe to Locked on Sports Today on your favorite podcasting platform of choice and YouTube. Same as where Locked on Jets is available. It's free to subscribe. So as always, thank you so much for following us and giving us your support. Now, looking back at the Jets, uh, obviously this was a massive five, to, you know, five nothing victory, and it wasn't the cleanest, right? But you're playing Colorado. This is a Stanley Cup champion last year, one of the top teams in the NHL, one of the most dangerous squads of any team in the league. Super fast, super crazy, amazing passing, great counters. You expect that you're going to give up chances, and I think the Jets actually gave up quite a few. You could kind of see where the av speed and forechecking was giving the Jets some fits. You'd also see that their ability to cycle around the zone perimeter and then move from you know high to low plays really quickly did put the Jets' defense under some serious pressure. Hellebuck, though, was really sharp to a lot of the most dangerous chances. He had a couple of phenomenal stops, including a late-game breakaway. The Jets' defense, uh, for their part, I think did about as well as you could expect. A couple of really important shot blocks some good cut passing lanes, and then some pretty decent defensive zone exits. And then, you know, the Jets created some counters and rushes off of that. I think overall what we're seeing with Bones this year is that there's an acceptance the Jets are not great at defending. I think for as much as Bones wants to preach defensive solidity and really tight structure and will actually bring that into the team, he still understands that at an individual basis, the Jets defenders don't really, you know, defend super well on their own. You know, DeMello, Brendan Dillon, those guys can do a pretty good job. Josh Morrissey as well is pretty decent at it. But taken as a whole, the whole blue line unit kind of struggles with this. I mean, you see a lot of ISO plays on, you know, odd man rushes and stuff like that. So Bones has had the guys dropping deeper into the offensive zone, activating more frequently, trying to carry the puck more offensively. Just the kind of stuff that I think, Winnipeg has really lacked. And while, you know, the Jets blue line might not be particularly equipped for this style of play on a consistent basis, they're getting better at it. You're seeing it have tangible impacts on this team. You know, DeMello, I think somebody made a really good point on uh, Wheeler's goal. That was the beautiful uh, Shifley, Perfetti, and then uh, Wheeler, you know, triangle situation. DeMello had actually jumped into the, into the rush. He drew Kale McCarr's attention away from the goal and it allowed Perfetti to get into a really dangerous position and feed a completely unmarked Wheeler. So it's a real total team effort. And I think we're seeing from this team, you know, just really great play. I think that 
even if the metrics aren't there right now, even if the underlying numbers aren't quite at the level that I think Bones would prefer, I think we're seeing this team, you know, really consistently putting two and two together. You know, the Dallas Stars game, look, the Jets conceded a pile of chances that game, but you sort of expect that. They still came away with a four to three victory, arguably should have won in regulation. Pretty good performance, especially after the the second game that they had where they ripped the Stars apart. You'd expect Dallas to have a response. The Jets still managed to hold tough and win that one. Then, you know, you go into the Blackhawks game, a really, uh, I would say, trap game in the sense that the Jets have occasionally played poorly against bad teams. Not the case here. Winnipeg rips apart the Hawks, and that sets up a massive, you know, top of the division matchup against the Avs. And what do the Jets do? They not only play, you know, and, and match Colorado's intensity, but they win in, you know, tremendous fashion. So I think this team is really starting to show why I'm very much pushing for the idea for the Jets to be aggressive on the trade market. You know, this team as it is, it's getting better. It's showing some real growth, but there are some things that the roster still needs. And I think if this team really feels that this is a year that they can push the envelope and go further than they've gone before in years past, do it. I, I think the earlier that you get this team some real great scoring help to, to sort of balance out the top nine, especially before Ehlers returns, the better off the squad's going to be come postseason time. I think Horvat, you know, Besser, Meyer, Garland, all of these players make a decision and think about who could really benefit this team. The Jets, quite honestly, have spent many years spinning circles and, and or spinning tires and not really doing a lot, uh, going in a, a, a complete circle all the time and not really finding themselves in the right position to truly dominate. This time, though, this year, there's something special with this team. I think the Jets are destined for a, a much better fate than we're used to over the past few years. And if the front office is serious about getting this team some help, I think the Jets are in as good of a position as they'll ever be to potentially make a run with this group. I mean, if Hellebuck keeps doing what he's doing, I mean, he's he's putting up an absolute wall in net. He's been one of the top goalies of the year. I think he's the best goalie in the league, especially considering how difficult his job is and how often he has really bailed the Jets out. You know, the, the defensive uh, the numbers for him, especially in expected you know goals against. And, and what he's actually saving above expectation. He's putting on a ridiculous performance. We're just blessed to watch this team sometimes and watch Hellebuck in net. Now for the Jets, obviously Winnipeg's schedule over the next couple of games should be uh, pretty interesting. They have a couple of easier opponents. Um, they'll be welcoming them over the weekend. And in just a little bit, we'll talk about who the Jets will be facing and potentially a very interesting matchup next week against a former Jets coach. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're just wrapping up with some quick thoughts on Winnipeg's upcoming schedule. Obviously, the Jets are taking a bit of a break for the next couple of days after having a pretty busy run recently. And honestly, you know, the Jets have had a pretty uh, solid streak of games and wins over the past few weeks. Really impressive form. Uh, especially given how good some of these opponents have been. Now, you know, the Jets haven't been perfect necessarily, but overall pretty darn good, right? And now they get some softer opponents, at least over the weekend, in the Blue Jackets and the Ducks. Both of these teams not going to sugarcoat it. They're bad. And I think for the Jets, this is a really good opportunity to grab a few extra points. 
I would say at least three out of four would be really nice. Uh, four out of four would be great, but you know, if they drop a result or something in overtime or a shootout, I don't really care to be honest. As long as they get some kind of a standings point out of either of these games, uh, I think that's pretty okay. You know, I, I think the Jets have built themselves of enough of a cushion to where a stumble here and there is fine. It really shouldn't be something that people get particularly upset about. I think there are games where I, I do get annoyed where the Jets just don't really show up, but those are generally few and far between. For the most part, even in, in their bad losses, I think the Jets have at least shown some competitive fight and stuff. So, you know, keep it up, Winnipeg. You know, these are two games that are very winnable, and hopefully, you know, the Jets can wrap up uh, an, a nice weekend outing with a couple of victories against squads that, quite frankly, I think the Jets really should be beating. And I haven't always been able to say that about this team in the past, but you know what? This team is proving that they take care of business against good teams and bad teams. And I think that's a really important trait because, you know, previous years, Winnipeg played down to the competition, didn't really seem focused, maybe didn't even show up to the rink. But this year, squad's accountable, guys are with it, and I feel pretty at ease with where this team is so far. Now, uh, this the, the game that I was kind of circling on this calendar for the next couple of weeks and one that I'm very excited to see is Winnipeg versus the Florida Panthers. Paul Maurice will be getting a home welcome, uh, a return home, so to speak, after not having had a particularly good start to the Panther season. Now, what's real funny with the Panthers this year is that they're actually not that bad. Uh, in fact, they're a very good team. When you look at their expected goals for uh, the scoring chance creation, they consistently rank within the top five to top 10 of the NHL. But where they're really struggling is some finishing luck and goaltending. Those have been two Achilles heels. And, you know, they've they've gone one, three and three in their last seven games. Maurice didn't really have a particularly great answer and response as to why the, you know, the Panthers are really struggling. And if you read the quote, any Jets fan who has listened to this guy over the past couple of years, you know how he talks and uh, sometimes the excuses that he has made. Now, the funny thing is, in many ways, I think Paul Maurice has actually done a pretty okay job since joining the Panthers. You know, everything that you look under the surface appears right, but it's just the stuff at the, you know, the positions that he really can't control where the Panthers are are struggling. Injuries, goaltending, all of that stuff. It's kind of out of his hands, but it's put the Panthers in a bad spot. And already the fan base, they're not reacting well to him. I got to be honest. Uh, they have not liked his style of hockey. They've maybe attributed or attributed some things to him that aren't really his fault. But by the same token, he is the guy behind the bench. And, you know, they saw what happened with the Jets when Maurice was coaching us. So, you know, this is going to be a fun matchup. I think Maurice will feel he has a lot to prove you know, that he can, you know, learn from some of his mistakes and that his tenure with the Panthers is going to be different. I think he'll come out motivated. And all I can say is I really want Bones to show why he came in and filled this void and what he has been for this team. As an aside to close out, I just thought it'd be worth, you know, talking about what I feel about Bones to start to the, the season. I have to say I've been really impressed. I think Rick has gotten this team to be a lot more functional than any of us ever expected. We've been used to this team being dysfunctional, broken locker room, guys with poor body language, players underperforming. Everyone this year just about has kind of turned the corner. You know, the only guys who really haven't, who are still kind of playing at the same level, probably Wheeler to a point, 
maybe Pionk. I mean, you know, there are some things that you're not going to see necessarily change, but you still might get some really good value out of those guys. Some really great contributions like we saw with Wheeler cashing in a nice hat trick tonight. So all in all, I think Jets fans really should be happy about the Rick bonus hiring. I think he's done a great job and he really feels like he is the man to help turn this team at least in a more positive direction for the next season or so while Winnipeg sort of plans out the longer term picture for what the future Jets are going to look like. Obviously, there are probably a lot more takeaways that you could have. Cole Perfetti's amazing performance. Mark Shifley continuing to look like a beast. Josh Morrissey again, racking up points. But, you know, for now, just enjoy the vibes. Let me know what you thought about this game and what you feel about Rick Bonus in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!